The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank all of you for joining us today. I'm very glad that you're listening. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing here on Spirit of Recovery. Thanks for being part of this community. And I love getting your comments on our Spirit of Recovery Facebook page and your emails. Thank you for participating and for letting me know what's happening for you in your spirituality and your recovery walk. And I also want to thank you for letting your friends and the people in your recovery community, your unity community, your other spiritual communities, your family, your friends, whoever you hang out with, thank you for letting them know about us here on Spirit of Recovery. It is great to be broadcasting on the topic of recovery and spirituality here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. And um, I'm really glad to know that what we're doing here is making a difference for you in your life, that it's giving you some new ideas, some new breath, some new depth, some inspiration about this process of spirituality and recovery and that you're enjoying the guests and that uh, what they're telling is telling you is touching your heart and opening your mind. Every week we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down to earth, knowledgeable and innovative. My guests are always people who are either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people and they're bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You know, you can listen to Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can listen via live, of course, via your computer or via your smartphone or your uh, tablet. You can go to Stitcher.com and download their app and search for Spirit of Recovery. Um, also, if you have an Alexa-enabled device, you can go there and ask it to play Unity Online Radio, and um, it will do that for you. So there are lots of avenues. Also, you can listen... To um, our archives, you can listen on demand. Go to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash spirit of recovery, and you can listen there. You can also listen uh, via iTunes. I want you to know that the spirit of recovery is a welcoming place, and so that if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're a family member or friend of somebody that's got the disease of addiction, um, perhaps you are in your own recovery as a family member or friend because there is recovery for family members and friends as family members and friends. Or perhaps you're just curious uh, about the process of recovery or just want to learn more about it. Uh, we're glad you're here. You're welcome. You're welcome um, to Email in or call in a comment or a question for my guest if you want to, uh, or just simply, simply listen. We're just grateful that you're here and just want you to know that everybody's welcome. Also, uh, you have an opportunity if you feel moved by the programs that you hear on Unity Online Radio, by Spirit of Recovery, or any of the many other great programs, and you'd like to financially support this nonprofit endeavor called UnityOnlineRadio.org, you can do that. You can make a one-time gift or a recurring gift. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone and you can be a part of uh, financially supporting this nonprofit radio station. 
Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and also an addictions counselor, and I'm a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction. And about 35 years ago, a little bit over that now, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. And my walk uh, since that time continues to be an integration of unity principles and recovery principles, and that continues to transform my life and it keeps me growing in deeper ways. So I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to share uh, these ideas with you to bring you great guests and to also hear what's happening for you in your spirituality and recovery walk. Today we've uh, got a very interesting topic. It's um, Our topic is Project Sanctuary Brings Hope. And we're going to be talking today about recovery in a broad sense. Um, we're going to be talking about what kind of support can really happen for military families. Um, you know, military families... Uh, have a lot of stresses on them, that military service takes a big toll, not only on the service member, but also on that service member's family. And Project Sanctuary is a nonprofit endeavor that got started a few years ago, and it helps military families to reconnect with each other and with their communities. Uh, Project Sanctuary sponsors a program of professionally-led therapeutic retreats, and um How they say it is they take military families from battle-ready to family-ready. And their programs are designed uh, with feedback from the families themselves. It helps families heal together and build skills to thrive and establish hope. And all of that is really uh, part of a broader understanding of a recovery process. While Project Sanctuary does not focus specifically on addiction or addiction recovery, certainly that can is a factor and uh, all too often is a factor in some of the stress that happens in military families. And also the process of what Project Sanctuary does is very similar in many ways to a process of recovery. It's about connection. It's about fellowship. It's about learning new skills. It's about deepening an understanding of, of real values and going forward. So. Um, and it's important for our communities to learn how to support our service members and service member families. My guest today is Scott Lee. Scott um, has a master's and uh, is a licensed professional counselor. He is also a marriage and family therapist. He's the lead counselor um, for Project Sanctuary, and he's an ardent supporter of the work of Project Sanctuary and the work that they do with military families and with the post-traumatic stress disorder and um, he's been working as an independent contractor with Project Sanctuary since 2011 and um, he also is himself a veteran he had served 23 years in the United States Army he's got combat experience he was deployed to Iraq Somalia and numerous other countries and uh, outside of work Scott enjoys riding his motorcycle sports and spending time outdoors traveling scuba diving and he lives in Colorado with his wife, Kieran. You can learn more about Project Sanctuary and the work they do by going to projectsanctuary.us, and you can find lots of great information there. So, Scott, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad that good. glad that you're here. Yeah. And Scott is uh, actually uh, with us today. Via phone from Park City, Utah. He is, uh, Project Sanctuary is completing their 106th retreat for military families. And they are at the National Ability Center there in Park City, Utah. And, um, they're having a great experience wrapping up this, this 106th retreat. So Scott, thanks you for taking time out to talk with us because I know you're a big part of what happens at the retreats. My pleasure. So, Tell us, tell us what, what, what do y'all do? What have you been doing at this retreat? Uh, let's see. This retreat, um, we've, uh, it's at the National Ability Center here in Park City, which is uh, designed for uh, disabled veterans um, uh, to compete or to uh, do activities. So we've been doing a lot of activities that, that would be geared towards, um, you know, our veterans. Uh, there's been... Um, Horse uh, events, archery. Um, we did some uh, some bicycle riding where the veterans 
Uh, we're able to try out different types of bicycles. If you have a spinal cord injury or an amputation, they laid out all the different types of bicycles. Um, uh, just all sorts of fun things, plus going into town into beautiful Park City. They did a wonderful um, photo uh, safari or photo, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Scavenger hunt, where they were mm. given clues throughout the town of Park City, and they had to go find them along the historic Main Street in Park City. It's been a wonderful retreat. Uh, we have um, eight families with us, and, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy coming back to Park City. Yeah, great. And y'all kind of use that Park City facility as as one of your regular retreat places, right? Is that correct? Correct. Come We're back here there. Uh, yeah. two, to, two to three times a year we come back here. Mm-hmm. Great. So, as you say, you had a lot of uh, – this week you've been having a lot of events for uh, the veterans themselves. And you also correct. have the families there. You said you have eight families. Tell us a little bit right. about that. Like, what is it uh, – why does Project Sanctuary work with families? Why don't you just have veterans come to your retreats by themselves? Why do you have families there? That's a great question, and it's a question I get asked a lot. Um, we believe that the entire family has served uh, in the military. And when a veteran deploys, his family is left behind, and they have to deal with the uh, stressors of being at home while their loved one is deployed. Um, You can take a veteran fishing for the weekend, but when he comes home, the the stressors are still there. We believe that if you take the entire family fishing or bike riding or archery or snowmobiling or whitewater rafting, whatever time of season it is, that the uh, entire family grows together. Um, in, In the introduction, you talked about from battle-ready to family-ready. Many of our veterans are um, disabled or have been released from the military, and they're facing a whole new world of being home alone with the family, and we help that family grow. We help that family um, succeed. Um, Our marriage rate is at 91% still married, where the national average for military veterans is over 60% divorced. We have 91% of our families still married. So I always joke with the families that they better hope they like the person they brought with them because they're going to stay with them. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. That really is a wonderful uh, testament to what you're doing. What are some of the things that uh, Project Sanctuary does that, that supports this, that helps that, because I think y'all don't like force people. It's not like you get them together and say, y'all got to stay married. That's not what this is about. It's it's something about what happens, right, in their relationships that makes them want to stay together as a family. Correct. We Well, we offer, we have a four hours of marriage um, relation counseling, or not counseling, classes that they do through the, um, we call it's our Healthy Marriage Program. And um, it's just an opportunity during the six-day retreat for the family to grow and to um, uh, become closer together without the stresses at home. We build a sanctuary for them. They are away from everything, and they're able to spend quality time together. Um, and we've had over 800 families served Um over 800, I think it's up to about 850 families have come through retreats now. And um, it's it's a wonderful experience to see the recovery with a family uh, coming together and growing together. Mm-hmm. When people, uh, let me ask you this, to, I think families don't just come to one retreat, right? Do they come to, does one, like a single family, come to multiple retreats? Is that How does it work? How does your overall program work? The overall program works where uh, a family can come to a family retreat one time, and then the couples can come to a couples retreat, which is normally held in July in Colorado. They can come to a couples retreat um, one time. Um, mm-hmm. We have 1,800 families on our wait list. So, wow. um, you know, we we have a hard time keeping our wait list under control. We I bet, yeah. We'll have um 
we did we're doing 26 or 27 retreats this year um that's about 270 families this year but our wait list stays the same because of the um the the families that come to a retreat are referring other families who then mm-hmm. refer other families so we're uh staying the same at 1800 uh families on our wait list Obviously, mm-hmm. if a family needs to come into a retreat right away, if they're in crisis, then we can get them in right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit, Scott, about how Project Sanctuary got started. What Did it get going in 2011? Is that When did it start, and what was the impulse to get uh, it started? Project Sanctuary has been around for about nine years. Mm, it was okay. started by uh, a lady by the name of Heather Ely, who's a registered nurse, and she was noticing that families were coming in to her clinic um, while the husband's deployed, and she was concerned about who was taking care of the family. So um, she looked around and tried to find retreats for families and noticed there were not any. So she created her own um, nonprofit called Project Sanctuary, and we uh, and the first retreat kicked off um, nine years ago. And... Um, it's been growing since then. Like you stated, uh, this is our 106th retreat that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's what, busy. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You yourself are a veteran. So Correct. what are you... Um, what are some of the issues in particular that veterans and that families bring back with them once... and uh, what's what are some of the particular things that there are to deal with? By far, the number one issue that uh, uh, comes across um, with a family coming to one of our retreats is post-traumatic stress. The uh, post-traumatic stress disorder rate um, is extremely high, um, and it affects not only just the veterans but the entire family to have a six- or seven-year-old child come up and say that they're tired of walking on eggshells around their father um, really resonates with me. It makes me realize that uh, I am doing the right job that I wanted to do and that um, within my work I am helping the family recover back to being a solid unit of of family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when somebody has post-traumatic stress disorder, what are some of the ways that that affects them and their family? Like when you already said that the child feels like I have to walk around in eggshells. Um, what are other ways that it, that affects a family? Oh, it could be um, anything from nightmares to um, rage issues, as simple as um, where when you go to a restaurant, what seat uh, the veteran needs to sit in so that they, they are able to see all the exits and be able to see the majority of the people in the restaurant, the hypervigilance of, mm-hmm. uh, of the veteran. Um, and this resonates all the way down the family to the kids to where they understand that when they go to a restaurant, they the kids do not sit down until dad sits down or mom or the veteran sits down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah, it's very... You know, the PTSD runs the gamut of um, emotions and issues. Um, no two veterans are the same with their with their post-traumatic stress. So it sounds like that the post-traumatic stress can end up kind of being the, the dominate the family almost and kind of everything that it um, does, it sounds like. Yes, it definitely um, affects the entire family um, in one way or another. Um, I personally um, have post-traumatic stress, and um, there's, yeah, every, I would say probably 90% of all our families that come through are suffering with uh, post-traumatic stress in some form or another. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the the recovery from that can range anywhere from uh, some counseling uh, to going to a veteran's hospital 13-week inpatient program. One nice thing that Project Sanctuary does is we offer a two-year follow-up program 
So just because you come to a retreat, we don't, after six days, kick you out the door and say thank you. We follow you up for two years um, to take care of any issues that come up. This can range from um, helping with um, financially, or it could range from uh, or to uh, finding some additional counseling. In fact, I got a phone call today from a prior family who came to a retreat a year ago who are struggling and need to talk to somebody. And they came through a year ago, but yet we're still able to offer them uh, help. Mm-hmm. And That's the two-year great. Follow-up program, the two-year follow-up program is really um, one of our major keys to success. Yeah, tell us why. And again, this is so so similar to recovery from addiction, both in terms of how the an, an active addiction can really dominate a family, um, in in some similar ways to the way post traumatic stress does, and that the family itself, the family unit, needs to recover, and how important, as you're saying, that follow up and continued uh, ability for the family to get. And stay in touch with the resource really matters. So tell us some more about that in, in with Project Sanctuary. Why is it that you think that the follow-up, the two-year follow-up is such a big part of the, your success rate? I personally believe it's because it gives the family some hope. It gives them some um, realization that there is hope for them once they leave the retreat, that it wasn't just a six-day vacation. That mm-hmm. um, we are there that people do care for them and we will be there um, for up to and possibly beyond two years if need be that there is that help for them. Right. So they're not just adrift. They've got that connection. Exactly. And it, um, yeah, it gives them, like I said, it gives them the hope. Um, Just lets them know that there is somebody there for them, much like you said in uh, in the recovery process of substance abuse, you've got somebody there um, to help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many in many ta- many cases with post traumatic stress, uh, large coping mechanisms uh, mo- coping mechanism excuse me for post traumatic stress is substance abuse, and mm-hmm. um, we are able to help in any way we can to help the family succeed. Um, and I firmly believe that that's a major reason why 91% of our families are still married today. Right. Yeah, that makes a big, big difference um, for sure because th- that sense of hope and that sense of that there's some there's a hand out literally that's going to reach back to me if I reach out gives people a lot of strength and it it uh, always kind of it opens up a gate I think for them to even when they feel like oh you know uh, we're stuck here they can reach out and it opens up the next opportunity for them to keep growing I think exactly that's exactly mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah for sure so um what what goes on in the family community, or excuse me, not the family community, but in the broader community with military families? I know there's so much in the news, and we know that people, you know, get called out on multiple deployments, and that adds to the stress, and they're coming back, you know, to communities. And what what is needed from the broader uh, community here in the United States to be helpful and supportive of our military? Wow. Um, just an understanding that, um, you know, post-traumatic stress is a common occurrence with military members and that um, they may need a little help. They may need a little understanding that there's a reason why, as I stated earlier, um, somebody has to sit in a certain seat at a restaurant um, and just understanding and knowledge. Um, I'm a firm believer that uh, knowledge is key and by educating the general public of why um, a veteran has a service dog with them, for example, and um, that dog is there to provide um, assistance for that veteran, um, that it's not just a play dog for the for somebody to come up and pet or just... There, there are so many things that the um, community could do um, to help a veteran. Um, 
you know, assisting assisting a veterans organization, um, assisting Project Sanctuary with uh, donations. I mean, there's so many so many um, organizations out there to help the veterans. Um, helping with one of those organizations would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of organizations now I've seen that where veterans are volunteering and uh, going and and being of service uh, as veterans, as civilians, like in crisis situations. Um, but that's not your focus, but do you think those are also helpful? Very much so. In fact, we have here at Project Sanctuary, we have started um, a peer mentorship program. Um, it's named in honor of a gentleman by the name of Brian Walton, who uh, we've had one suicide out of um, the 350-plus uh, family or 850-plus families that have come through. Um, we've had one suicide where there's 22 veterans a day that kill themselves. We've only had one, and we're very proud of that number, but we do miss Brian greatly. Um, we've started a peer mentorship program where veterans will be able to maybe not feel comfortable talking to a counselor like myself, but yet talk to a peer, somebody who has also been there and done that, and be able to um, reach out to that person, reach out to that peer mentor, and just to know that somebody is there for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you connect people up um, so they've got that person that they know they can reach out and call that person. Right. Very much like a um, um, uh, in the in the 12-step program, having a sponsor. It'd be mm-hmm. loosely like that. Somebody to, um, uh, to contact when things are going rough. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like... Uh, as you say, there are a lot of ways that communities that we really, I think, you know, we really need to pay attention. Sometimes I, I think in the broader community, we get pretty set in our ways. We get in our little bubble and, you know, we, we ignore veterans when they come back. You think that's so? Or we oh, don't understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, um, that way. Um, you know, when, um, the Iraq war was going on, everybody was, you know, behind the military. Now it's, I don't want to say it's old news, but it's not on the front page anymore, but we still have veterans who are suffering from, as you stated earlier, multiple, multiple deployments, one right after another. Um, And that's what's behind Project Sanctuary is we're taking care of the kids, as Heather um, stated when she developed Project Sanctuary, was who was going to take care of her kids, who was going to take care of these families. Well, that's what we're here for is to take mm-hmm. care of the families and help the family recover from the um, the evils of war, if you say, if I could say that. For sure. Yep, absolutely. Well, it's time for our uh, break here. We're going to take a break, and I want to thank you so much, Scott, for talking with us. We're going to just take a break, and then we'll be right back. Um, our topic today is Project Sanctuary Brings Hope, and you can look up uh, more about Project Sanctuary. Just go to projectsanctuary.us, and you'll find lots of great information there about this wonderful nonprofit program that supports military families. My guest is Scott Lee, M.A., and um, licensed professional counselor and marriage and family therapist, and uh, he is talking with us today about the work that he does through Project Sanctuary to support military families and their well-being. Stay with us. We'll be right back on Spirit of Recovery. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, 
feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly listen to funniest thing with daryl and ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things join the discussion with daryl and ed live every wednesday at 5 p.m central time on funniest thing only on unity online radio the voice of an awakening world listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, um, again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. Our topic today is Project Sanctuary Brings Hope. And uh, Project Sanctuary is a nonprofit organization that was started about nine years ago that does a wonderful work in supporting the well-being of military uh, families, military service members, both those, I think, that are active as well as those that are um, home now and that are veterans and their families, and it does a lot of great work with um, helping families find some sense of sanctuary and uh, some opportunity to come back together as a family. And um, my guest today is Scott Lee, um, MA, licensed professional counselor, um, marriage and family therapist, and he has been, he is also a veteran of 23 years of service and um, saw a lot of combat around the world. And he has been working with Project Sanctuary for many years now and uh, is their lead counselor. So before I get back to my conversation with Scott Lee, I invite you to join me for a brief moment called the Serenity Minute. Just a brief moment of meditation, a brief moment to share a constructive idea, and um, then just a brief moment in the quiet. So I invite you to relax, to be aware of your breath as it comes in and goes out to feel relaxation as it moves from the crown of your head all the way through your face and neck and arms and hands and feel your body relax. Be aware of your breath as it comes in and goes out and breathing in that wonderful natural rhythm that's yours. Allow those full breaths to help you relax, to let go and to trust your higher power as you define it. And share with me this constructive idea. My higher power is within me and all around me. I let go and place my trust in the good. My higher power is within me and all around me. I let go and place my trust in the good. And now we take just a moment in the quiet. for joining me in the Serenity Minute. And I trust that it was a wonderful opportunity for you to relax, to open your mind and heart to the good that is within you and all around you. So now I'm back to my conversation with Scott Lee, who's the lead counselor um, with Project Sanctuary, working with uh, military families, supporting their wholeness and their well-being. So, Scott, um, 
before the uh, break here, we were talking about ways that people, the general community, can be supportive to military veterans and their families. And um, you gave us some good ideas. Also, people can actually volunteer to support uh, Project Sanctuary. There's some different ways. Tell us, you you were saying that you've got retreats in six different states and so on and so forth. How can people help Project Sanctuary? Well, uh, people can volunteer to come work at retreats. We are always looking for volunteers to come and um, help in some way or another at a retreat, be it um, everything from helping with the kids' programs to um, washing dishes, to be to be blunt. Um, mm-hmm, and the sure. best way to do that is to go to uh, projectsanctuary.us and fill out the volunteer application. It's a very simple application. And, um, you know, we do retreats in uh, six different states, seven, I think, next year. And um, we, have, we need people to do retreats. Uh, I met you in Texas, and we mm-hmm. do... Uh, Four retreats a year up in uh, near Marble Falls, Texas, and right. we are always looking for volunteers. It's hard to find volunteers out of state and uh, out of outside of Colorado. So mm-hmm. I don't know if if you're in Texas and you're listening to this and you'd like to volunteer, just fill out an application and um, let's see what we can do to get you to come in and watch the magical uh, experience at a retreat happen. It's a uh, it's a very magical moment to watch um, kids realize that they are not alone. That their um, parents suffer from post traumatic stress or have the same issues as their as they do. And to hear kids talk and play and talk about their dads or their moms and their families and how similar they are that's a very um, nice recovery program for the kids to have uh, the knowledge that they are not alone, that these, you know, this happens to far too many veterans in the nation. Right. And uh, certainly by respecting the children's anonymity, but would you tell us mm-hmm. some of some, some stories or some things that you see actually happening? They, yeah, cause you get them together in children's groups, right? And, Right during the during our uh, like our healthy marriage class or our financial health class um, or our post traumatic stress class, the kids are um, away from their parents and they're doing uh, programs and um, our children's programs are led by rec therapists, not just babysitters, and they are um, doing um like feeling charts you know how does this make you feel and that's one of the great ways the kids can realize wow you feel this way you feel that way and that's the same way i feel um kids are amazing parts of recovery for uh veterans uh, or the for their father or their mother um five or six retreats ago i forget how many it was i helped do probably 18 to 20 retreats this year when when all said and done, so they all kind of run together. Um, a little girl came up and gave me a kiss on the cheek, and I said, what's that for, sweetie? And she said, you made my mom and dad hold hands together. And I said, no, honey, they did that on their own. And she said, no, I saw you talking to them last night, and now they're holding hands. And she gave me another quick kiss, said thank you, and ran off. And mm-hmm. what had happened was I had shown the parents what the children had written down during their um, kids' programs about what makes them sad and what makes them scared and what makes them hurt. And they had written down, um, not just her, her siblings as well, and they do this individually. It's not, they don't sit next to each other and do it. It's an individual project. And all the the siblings had written down that they didn't like their mom and dad fighting. They didn't like them yelling at each other. And when I showed the parents this, they realized that their behavior, their yelling at their kid, their yelling and fighting was affecting their kids. You know, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. And to have a little seven-year-old girl come up and thank me, that that just made my year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, the kids' programs are um, a wonderful bonding moment for the kids. And it also helps the parents 
greatly. Yeah, and again, what you're describing is so much uh, what I'm aware of that happens in uh, addiction treatment programs for children, very similar in their groups and just what you're saying. And and they're great mirrors. Like you said, they're great feedback for the parents because a lot of times the parents, they don't even realize that what's happening with them is affecting those children. And, boy, it can be a big wake-up call for those parents. Right, because kids, four-year-olds, six-year-olds, they're brutally honest, and they'll tell you exactly how they feel and what's going on. They don't, they don't mess around. They don't beat around the bush at all. And um, so, again, that's a, an opportunity for the parents to see how, what the kids are thinking and saying and observing, and it helps with the parents' recovery as well than mm-hmm. the entire family. You've, you've asked me before why does uh, Project Sanctuary work with the family as a unit, this is why is to keep families together, and so that their, you know, their mom and dad are happy, and the, which in turn makes the entire family happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Let me ask you this: Are there any differences or not between um, how women who are veterans or military service members how their how their families are affected as opposed to uh, men? Uh, military members, or maybe sometimes sure in families, they're both parents are service members. So, do do you or not see any differences? Um, there is some subtle differences between a mom being a veteran and a dad being a veteran. Um, and when it comes to post traumatic stress, it's also uh, there's some subtle differences um, with the uh, with what's bothering them. But many times, the I what from what I have seen is the uh, if it's a mom who's a veteran, um, she doesn't want to feel like she's a burden to her family, and she has to she's got that motherly instinct to take care of her kids, and so oftentimes she and her problems are put to the back burner, mm-hmm. or so she can take care of her kids, um, and it's it's really hard to see, and we also get many dual service families where both uh, the husband and the wife were veterans. And um, that just, you know, multiplies any any issues times two. For sure. Yeah, really. What do you talk to the couples about in the healthy marriage class? What are some of the topics that you cover? Oh, wow. Um, communication is the big one. Um, and safe ways to communicate. We teach a speaker-listener way of talking. And, again, I'm not the one who's doing this. We brought in the uh, um, an outside agency relationship for – or the Center for Relationships. Oh, yeah, the Center for Relationships. I cannot quite – they're out of Denver. And mm-hmm. they teach um, uh, healthy ways to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um and how to listen to each other and how to communicate effectively. Um, you know, in the help in marriage therapy, there are so many issues going on, but yet communication is the key. Um, with that being said, as a counselor, I'm at every retreat or eight counselors at every retreat, if not two, and that's to help take things further if need be, uh, with the uh, counseling, if they if questions aren't answered, or if they needed additional help uh, from the help and marriage class, then the um, counselors are there to help out. Right. We're also here to help out with any is- other issues that come up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I imagine when people come, like you're saying, it's safe. They're feeling a sanctuary. That might be a time when more feelings arise, or some of those deeper things maybe they've stuffed down start to surface. Do you find that happens exactly. sometimes? Very much so. Um, by day three, um, the feelings really start coming out. The issues start coming up, um, and that's when um, that's when I get busy. Uh, the first day or two, veterans veterans are funny people. Um, we're very non-trusting, if that's grammat- grammatically correct. Um, so it takes a couple of days before we trust who we're with and what's going on. Um, in many cases, um, veterans are coming to our retreat and have not left the house uh, in many weeks, months, or even years. And so now they're coming to a strange location with strangers there, 
takes a couple of days, but once the veterans start talking with each other and realize that they are cut from the same cloth, I guess, uh, they, you know, they start to trust each other. And then they realize uh, myself, you know, who's also a veteran, who also has the same issues, that, um, you know, we can trust each other and things uh, progress from there. That's why this two-year follow-up program is so important. This is why the peer mentor program is so important because we are there to help where, um, you know, the six days are great because it gives them time to relax after they learn they can trust each other where a weekend retreat, a two- or three-day retreat, you can hold your guard up that long and not have to uh, um, worry about trusting each other because you can hold up your own guard. Mm-hmm. Now, I know on your retreats, and you've really said this earlier in the program today, Scott, but fun is a big part of it, just doing activities together. Why is that such a big deal and such an important part of these retreats? With many uh, veterans and their families, um, especially if post-traumatic stress is prevalent uh, with the veteran, many times the veteran doesn't want to leave the house. He doesn't want to do anything. Um, and the families are... Um, unable to participate in activities. So we do activities, and the kids do recreational activities. We do recreational activities um, as a family to show the family that you can go out and have fun even though there's an issue uh, inside the family. And it just helps bond the family closer together. Um, Many times we get um, families saying, we just want to have fun together for a change. Mm Mm-hmm. And we and we allow that to happen, right? Yeah, it's almost like just having fun is one of the greatest um, healing actions you can do. It's just like, oh, can we just let go and just enjoy this moment? And that right. we really have some to our, open up. Go ahead. Right. Some of our, you know, whitewater rafting in the Colorado Rocky Mountains is a wonderful activity, but we see the families on game night or even not a game night, but just any evening after dinner, getting a board game of sorry or trouble, you know, a simple board game, and the family's sitting there for an hour playing a board game, something they may not have done for years. On average, it takes six to seven years for a, uh, for a veteran to seek help for their post-traumatic stress. And this board game they're playing may be the first time in years that they've sat down as a family and played a simple card game. And it's mm-hmm. wonderful experience to watch and see. Mm-hmm. Wow. What are some of the things that you hear back from uh, veterans or their families um, after they've left? What um, you got some great stories on your on your website there on the ProjectSanctuary.us website, and I know you hear back from people or you find out they're participating in life or doing other things. Any things that stand out for you? about what you hear back from people? Mostly what I like to hear back and what um, I hear is thank yous. Thank you for bringing my family back together. Thank you for teaching, you know, the kids. Thank you for uh, showing my dad that we can have fun together. Um, You know, uh, just hearing back from a family six months later after a retreat or seeing them at the store or seeing or getting an email from them um, saying, wow, what a difference you guys made in our lives. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing can beat that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's like they, sounds like the families are really feeling like something happened for us that was great. And that, you know, we're feeling like, as you say, we're feeling like a family again. That's pretty amazing. Exactly. exactly and that. I believe that I'm a strong believer that that happens because of the six days that the family is, um, is together, not only alone together as a family, but amongst seven, at this retreat, seven other families that are, have the same type of issues. Mm-hmm. And they realize they are no longer alone. They are no longer different from any other family, that they, you know, they're very similar in many ways with other families. Right. Do you know if the families that are on a retreat together stay in communication afterwards or not? Oh, very much much so. Um, (laughs) Just about every retreat has uh, their own private uh, Facebook page. And um, 
Mm-hmm. They stay together. Um, the other, and I'm because I'm the counselor. I'm involved in a lot of these uh, Facebook pages. Just the other day, uh, somebody uh, made a comment on their Facebook page that said, "Hello, just wanted to say hi. Need to hear some hellos back. Feeling kind of down." And within so an hour, she had every family from that retreat typing back in saying, "Hello, what's going on?" Is there anything we can do to help you? And she said, no, you guys did everything you, everything I needed. Mm-hmm. Just reaching no, back, that was, reaching that hand back. Reaching back, like. exactly. Uh, and that was what, that is what this spouse needed at that moment was to hear back from close friends. The families become very close at a retreat and, um, you know, lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. And she needed some support from the people who have supported her in the past. Mhm. Yeah, that's that's really really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. To watch it happen, to watch a retreat, to watch the families grow and become closer. Um Heather Ely, the founder and director of Project Sanctuary, uses the term trust the process, trust the retreat. And I've heard that so many times and I firmly believe it. It's like Trust the process, trust the retreat. We had a retreat in Colorado. Young lady, um, a week before she came to the retreat, was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Mm. Okay. I, you know, I'm like, I'm really mm-hmm. sorry. Let me know if you need anything. I can help you find resources. Mm-hmm. There's in Colorado, where we hold a lot, the majority of our retreats, there's a church that brings us dinner one night. And there mm. happens to be a year long wait list at the church to bring us, for that family to bring us dinner. In this group of people, group of families that brought us dinner, um, was a new member to their church who was a retired doctor, an oncologist who specialized in thyroid cancer. And he was called at the last minute. So what's the chances of a lady, a family member from um, North Carolina coming to the middle of the Rocky Mountains and meeting an oncologist who specializes in thyroid cancer. When mm-hmm. I heard this, I said, you two meet each other, go talk. And she went and talked to him for about an hour, came out with four pages of notes to take. And then he mm-hmm. showed up at the, re- the doctor, retired doctor showed up at the retreat the next morning with more information for her. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that this physician, this retired physician, her doctor, was one of his residents when he was chief of the department. Wow. Again, you know, that doesn't happen just by luck. No. <laughs> no, there's a higher power somewhere going, yeah, you need to go <laughs> take some potato chips to this dinner with you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it worked out really well. And, again, you know, her recovery, I'm sure, is going along great. Um, you know, they we were able to find the thyroid cancer early enough, and with her um, support, from this gentleman who brought potato chips one night to a dinner, <laughs> helped her out immensely. Wow. I love that. You know, it, when people reach out in goodwill and in love, it makes so much room for that kind of healing, higher power, whatever term you want to call it. That just really makes, it just opens that space up. Absolutely, it Yeah, that was, that was a retreat where I finally learned to trust the retreat process. Something good is going to happen at every retreat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it may, wow. not be, it may not be during the six days they're in Colorado or Utah or California or Texas or New York. It might happen six months later where they go, oh, yeah, I remember what, this ha- what they said about this. Let's try this. And it works out, and they succeed. Yeah, it's like you plant a seed. You plant that love seed, and it grows, and boy, it, it touches yep. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you plant that mustard seed, and it's going to grow, and something good's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, our time's just about up, but I know just want to reiterate that um, Project Sanctuary is a nonprofit organization. As Scott's already told us, they can really benefit from volunteers to be a lot part of the support team 
you know, when they have retreats, he listed off. Tell us again the names of the states. And again, you can fly in. You can, but if you live in a state, I guess it's easier. But um, tell us again the states where you have the retreats. We have them in two locations in Colorado, um, both up in the mountains in Grand County. Um, then we do uh, Park City, Utah, uh, near Santa Cruz, California, near Marble Falls in Texas, and up by Niagara Falls in New York. All right. And next year we're expanding to include Kentucky and Georgia. Wonderful. Wonderful. As if we weren't busy enough. Yeah, really. That's good. But and we've and got people to get can those make donations families. To we got yeah. to get those 1,800 families back together. That's right. Get them served. And I know, too, that the, the work that y'all do is um, evidence-based, and that's a big deal in um, mental health and, and family health um, these days is people using evidence-based programming, and you do that. It's like you... Uh, you yourself, obviously, are uh, an expert in counseling, and you have many um, skilled staff members and people, as you say, that you uh, bring in from the outside to conduct your program. So this is a very professionally run and developed uh, program, as I understand it. Is that accurate? I'm pretty sure it is. Yes, it is. It's very, very evidence-based, and we our success and our numbers speak for themselves. Right, and you've won lots and lots of awards. Um, again, you can find this on the uh, website, but there's like a very long list of awards that Private Project Sanctuary has been given for the work that you do and for the difference that you're making for military uh, members and their families. Right, an award is nice, but um, you know, I don't do the work I do for an award. I do the work I want so that... Um, you know, so I get a kiss from a seven-year-old little girl, and I thank you. That's right. What's, what word of wisdom would you leave us with today, Scott? What do you want us to know? Um, that there is, if you are uh, in recovery, especially if you're in recovery from post-traumatic stress or um, other conditions, there is hope for you. Um, you can grow from what has happened. You can take a... Um, um, a moment and grow from it. Um, we definitely believe in post-traumatic growth. Uh, cannot change what's happened in the past, but you can definitely change your future. Wonderful. Scott, thank you so much for the work that you do. Thank you for uh, the work that Project Sanctuary does, and I know a lot of people are in, engaged with that. And thank you for being my guest. Again, my guest is Scott Lee, a professional counselor, a marriage and family therapist, um, the lead counselor with Project Sanctuary. You can look them up, projectsanctuary.us, and uh, consider uh, supporting them if you want to. And um, anyway, so Scott, thanks again for being my guest for all that you've shared. You've sure touched my heart, and I know you have uh, touched the heart for everybody that's listening today. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Many blessings and many blessings to all of you who are listening and have a wonderful week. It's Thanksgiving week here today, so you have a great, uh, blessed gratitude day. And we'll be back next week on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.